and it's such a hard thing. It's different with everyone. How do you educate the client yeah. versus like you don't want to just be a jerk. You want to work with them and you want to like build a good rapport because A, reputations mean a lot, especially nowadays. And B, like you want return business. Well, hey there, and uh, welcome to episode three of Coffee Talks. Super, super excited for this. Thank you so much for all the feedback, all the listens and the plays so far. Super amazing. Uh, if you'd like, please leave a, a review. That's the word I'm looking for, a review down the bottom. Uh, really, really appreciate it. really want to know what you're thinking and what your feedback is. Uh, if you're listening to this on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message for me. So record a voice message, send it through, and I will answer that on questions. I'll do a podcast Q&A one day, and I'll answer that. Uh, but yeah, leave a, leave a review down below, and uh, click subscribe if you want to get notified as soon as this comes out. Uh, today's episode is with my good friend, Nate Guy. He's a designer who has moved from New York to Sydney to Orange here in New South Wales, all around the world. Very talented guy, very smart guy. We talk about landing clients, uh, how to deal with clients and relate with them, but also just the hustle, the difference between New York and Sydney and Orange and just that kind of lifestyle for his businesses that he runs. Uh, so yeah, sit back and listen. We've drank this delicious cup of coffee from Ruben Hills in Good Eddie above my office. Uh, so that was delicious. So yeah, enjoy this episode with Nate Guy. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can do it. Maybe that's why I was never a radio DJ. Because I... Maybe. Maybe. Because <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. I don't always pronounce Cheers. Dink it and drink it. I love coffee. I did that on the first episode, but because I was by myself, I honestly just dinked it against the mic. I was like, dink it and drink it. <laughs> it was kind of sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's all good. nobody loves me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, cool. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. I have my good friend, Nate Guy, here. Hello. Is your full name like Nathaniel or anything? No, my full name's Nathan. Nathan. My mom hates Nathaniel. Yeah, okay. But loves Nathan. And there's probably three people in the world who yeah. can call me Nathaniel and get away with it. Like, she'll yell out of you. Be like, his name is Nathan, not Nathaniel. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, that's mad. Yeah, so. Good on, good on mums, hey. Yeah. Same as like, um, like my name's Tom or full name is Thomas. And in primary school, people's like, yeah, Tommy, what up, Tommy? And like, you know, they'll do that. And my mum would just like, What's well, like? So my daughter's name is Brooklyn. Yeah, and we named her Brooklyn, but people want to call her like Brooke or Brookie. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not Lynn. <laughs> it's not Brooke. It's not Brookie. It's Brooklyn. When she's old enough to, mm. to make that decision, then she can choose to accept those names. But until then, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, no, you can't shorten Brooklyn. That's weird. I mean, you could say BK. That's what we do. Yeah, that's it. That I would understand. But BK all day, and that's because I used to live in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, did you, you did you name it because you guys lived in Brooklyn for a while? Part of the reason is we lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I met my wife when I was living in New York, and she was on holiday in New York, mm-hmm. which is we can go into that story later if you want. But, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll get into that story maybe. But yeah, so we are both very big believers in the power of names. Like if you look mm-hmm. all through the Bible, people were named stuff, and that the meaning of their name basically became their personality. Yeah. And we think wisdom is one of the best traits a person can have. And so originally we didn't want Brooklyn. Um, my mom suggested it and we we're like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> but then her middle name was Sage, which means wisdom. And then we actually looked up Brooklyn and it means flowing waters or flowing stream. So okay. flowing waters of wisdom is Brooklyn Sage. Yeah. And once we figured that out, 
there was no other choice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty so, cool. Half of it is because of I lived in Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. and the other half is because it means flowing waters of wisdom when you add in our middle name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, cool. It's like a double meaning thing. Look, Thomas just means the twin. It's not exciting at all. Does it really? Yeah. Oh. I remember my nan and pop traveled around Australia, and then they were like, came back, we got you a little fridge magnet. And you're like, thanks, nan. <laughs> just what I wanted. Yeah. And then it was it's hey, just it's like, socks, though. True. It was just like Thomas, meaning the twin. I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I wanted like hero of all things mighty or something really it's cool. A little but anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of a little bit disheartened by that, but eh, it happens. You, you can't win everything, I guess. You can't control it. Well, I guess you could if you go to the courthouse. Yeah. But yeah, we won't get too technical. But then the other thing is like, you know, growing up in church is everyone's like, Thomas, oh, you're the data. And yeah, like, shut up, man. <laughs> it's like, why? Why did you choose to name me this? doubting, but Thomas did some good things, didn't he? I think so, yeah. I think he was, I think he was pretty cool. He I was alright in the end. He was in Jesus' 12. That's pretty good. I'll still accept that. It's better than the multitudes and the crowds and yeah. people who didn't get in the boat. Valid point. Point. Yeah, I'm just you know, just <laughs> doing my part. Yeah, yeah, lovely. What's your thoughts on the coffee? Good, bad, it's really good, really good. I do enjoy this this coffee. Mm-hmm. So that's why I bought an office up here. Well, didn't buy an office, but you know, I bartered <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy coming to get coffee here, and it's really funny coming from America. We drink coffee completely different. American coffee sucks. Well, I thought it was good. And <laughs> people tell me, or people ask me, it's like, so how's Australia? And when I go visit home, and one of the, my first responses is always, I thought I knew what a nice beach and good coffee was. Yeah, that makes sense. And now when I go home, I'm like, crap, coffee sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's seriously like, yeah, being in like only Chicago and even Canada, I was just like, it's a different style though. Coffee, yeah, yeah. We don't I mean, drink. A lot of people milk. in America just drink like black coffee. Yeah, and, it's, and we even make that differently. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all like drip coffee, which you get the right roast and, and you do it correctly. Yeah. It's not bad, but there's know. nothing good about Tim Horton's coffee. That was not good. Yeah. That was I don't, depressing. I don't disagree whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all the Canadians who listen to the podcast out there. If you Starbucks do. is better. No offense. And Starbucks sucks compared to everything Australian. <laughs> so yeah, come well, to Australia. Except for Glory Jeans. I think mm. Glory Jeans and Starbucks are about on the same level. Yeah. Glory Jeans, it depends on where you go to. Glory like. Jeans is the Australian Starbucks. Yeah. I love the story of Glory Jeans, like, yeah, where they yeah, came from cool and stuff, and I support them, but at the end of the day, I'm going to Good Eddie or Bill's Beans. Yeah. If, yeah. you know, I'm in Orange, if I'm <laughs> yeah. Sydney. Go find Good Eddie in Sydney, that yeah, could be if hard. I'm in Sydney, I'm going to Whitehorse. <laughs> yeah. For those listening, and I'm sure of what Good Eddie, Good Eddie, Good Eddie is, it's the cafe below my office. It's yeah, delicious. I've got a bad habit of starting a thought in my head and then finishing it out loud so I didn't explain that <laughs> I've had to like read just starting a podcast I'm like oh yeah I even did something the other day I was like yeah look at this I'm like this is a purely voice medium no one can <laughs> no one can see what I'm doing I'm an idiot I was like ah this sucks comes with time comes yeah. with time <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Right. Um, yeah so oi, tell me your story give me like, give me a, the slightly extended elevator pitch of Nate Guy I don't even know where to start I hope I just didn't blow into the mic there. No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, well, it all started about 33 years ago. <laughs> 34, actually, because, you know, nine months of pregnancy. Uh, my parents said, let's have a baby. 
No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so I need to get on a real date. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to start because there's, there's a lot of different dips and turns. and Yeah. But right, tell, tell, tell what, what do you do? What is it you do? So, and where did that come from? I do a lot of things. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, recently started woodworking. So if you need a nice dining table or coffee table and you live in the Orange Bathurst Dubbo region, look up Brooklyn & Co. Just call it Central West. Central yeah, West. You haven't adapted to that yet. I always forget that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started doing that recently, which stemmed out of other things. So by trade, I'm a designer, developer of websites and iOS apps and a little bit of like back-end website development. Yeah. And I do a lot of marketing stuff as well. Yeah. So kind of a cluster of things. And then doing just digital mediums for, what, 10 years now? Mm-hmm. Um, I love creating and I love being creative, but I needed to physically build something. So that's yeah. like, that's it's done and it's good or it's bad. Yeah. With because you got that final product that's yeah like either this is sellable or this is not sellable yeah because with development or like design it's very much you can always add something you can always take something away yeah. and whether you like it or not it doesn't matter because it is the client happy yeah and so this is it's it's finite boom you like yeah. it or you don't yeah <laughs> and not. it's it's not like you can add revisions and stuff like I don't know how you work with your design or whatever but I know when I deliver films and stuff to people like video. Um, I include in the cost that I originally charged is two revisions. So they yeah, can go, I do the same. They can go, oh, we want to edit this or change this and up to twice and then we charge. It's not like you can go, here's a table and they go, can we change the legs? And you're like, all right, now I've got to go and take the legs off and do exactly. it all because that'd be so much more work. Exactly. And I usually do the same thing, two to three revisions depending on yeah. the client. Sometimes if I know <laughs> that they're going to be very picky, I'm going to limit it. Because oh, um, yeah. you got some people who are like, oh, I don't like that blue. Can we make it? Can we make it a bit more blue and yeah. you don't change a thing and you give it back to them like perfect. So some people you know that like yeah. they don't really know what they're doing but they want to yeah. know, which is admirable, but like you're creating more work because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like let me do my job <laughs> and I'll let you do your job and yeah. we'll have a beautiful product at the end. Yeah. So um and that's also part of wanting to physically make something. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. It's it, there's no revisions. It's yeah. You like it or you Revision, don't? Like, revisions are the worst. I had one client that was hilarious. I won't name names, obviously, because that's just a no-go. But they Steve. <laughs> Damn you, Steve. Um, but this, I'm this, just kidding. Like, I don't know. This, this job was just total, total missing communication. Like, mm, yeah. they, they, they got onto me and they were like, hey, we've got a job today. Like, need it filmed. Are you available? It'll be two hours here is where I'm like two hours not bad charge them for it whatever told yeah. them. and it was video and so I said and then you have two revisions for it and she was like cool no worries anyway got there and it was it was a conversation by two university lecturers on cyber safety for businesses and it, interesting like, it's an important topic I got it like being a, a business owner and, and having my dad who did IT like most of that stuff I know anyway so yeah. I was like I know this but they were so boring, so dry, so flat. It was in the worst lit room. I had it hooked up to the mic, so they were supposed to use the mic. Three people showed up, so they didn't use the mic, and uh, I couldn't get them to stop and start again. Each of them spoke for an hour and a half each. And geez, I'm like, that's I'm a like, lot longer than two hours. I know. I'm sitting there, I'm like, ah, oh, I hate my life. And then she wouldn't, like, 
she wouldn't budge on anything and then because she knew she had two revisions she was complaining about the audio and I was like well you know I'd, I'd put in the, the measurements to get the best audio I could and they didn't use what they were supposed to and um, at that point it's too late yeah same with lighting or whatever and then so she knew she had two revisions so she's like alright here's the two revisions and just jam packed everything she wanted to change in the two revisions I'm like ah damn it <laughs> do you find yourself limiting what the revisions are yeah yeah because sometimes you need to sometimes you don't so yeah it, and it depends too like I find and this is what I talk to people about like this is part of the reason I start the podcast is I, I have a conversation with someone like yourself or someone asking me business advice over coffee because coffee's great I love coffee dink it and drink it dink it and drink it I don't have a cool cup so you can't Sorry. hear my dink you use this one <laughs> Here we um, go. And then, and what I would do is I would have that conversation with someone else, you know, a month, two months later, mm-hmm. and be like, I wish you were there for that conversation because it would have been easy. And then I'm like, well, I could run workshops, I could do that, but that's just a lot of effort. You, to get people in the same spot at the same time is I, hard. I found, like, uh, it's very hard. I, I know exactly what you mean because I've tried to put out information, but people don't want to read. People yeah, don't want to like, listen. It's, I've got this. I've focused on myself and what I've got get done which is great you're paying me focus on yourself yeah but i'm not gonna pay attention to anything else and this is what it's in my mind so it's yeah. how do you and it's such a hard thing it's different with everyone how do you educate the client yeah versus like you don't want to just be a jerk you want to work with them and you want to like build a good report because a reputations mean a lot now especially nowadays but yeah um and b like you want return business no sure. if it's a crappy client yeah, yeah I've fired clients before and I'm never looked back 100%. but there's other people who were kind of difficult to work with but they were actually like when it came to like revisions yeah. and stuff but they were they were very ignorant yeah and but they were great people and I would love to work with them again so it's mm-hmm. like how do you educate them how do you keep that going when most people don't yeah want to do it on their own I don't know yeah yeah I get it it's, it's weird hey um, but yeah, I, I guess I just started the podcast so that I could have conversations with people like yourself or on my own and bring these thoughts and then other people could get benefit out of it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it automatically puts those conversations to a larger audience. True. So that was kind of like, and I, I will be running. There's a lot of value in that too. Yeah. And, so. I, and I'll start running. I'd, I'd love to do workshops for like my wedding photography and stuff, obviously. Oh, that'd be sweet. Um, but, you know, you've kind of got to get to a certain level where you're invited to do that, obviously. Yeah. But what I have seen people interested in and probably will start is mentor sessions. Uh, so I've got a few people uh, in New Zealand that are keen to hook up and just be like, I'll have a certain price for either like Skype mentor sessions where you pay mm-hmm. for three hours and whatever, we can chat. I'll look at your website. I'll look at your, you know, marketing, your photos, your editing and, and give you my tips and thoughts. Um, or you can pay a little bit more and what we'll do is we'll do all that plus an actual session with an actual couple. So I'll just reach out and be like, hey, I need a couple for today physically in person with someone wherever it is around the world and be like okay this is how I would do this this is how I would do that learn and work together from it I really like that that's like a yeah like it's a popular so thing ideas, like, going my head when a, you say that. it's a popular thing amongst photographers um, but I think ah, I didn't realize that yeah particularly wedding photographers um, it makes a lot of sense because you're sharing techniques you're sharing your knowledge but at the same time you become an expert in your field yeah like really out of necessity because you're yeah. teaching people you yeah. have to be knowledgeable so you force yourself to become better yeah, at what you're doing yeah, and it builds your reputation it builds your portfolio like yeah it's a win-win because you're also sharing your knowledge you're passing it on and mm-hmm. that's one thing oh, that's why i hated marketing back in the day it's you still see it some but not as much on like madison avenue it, yeah it's what we're doing is, is this and, and you can't like it's very secretive and yeah. there's no sharing and it's very like pride based but at the end of the day i'm like yeah 
that doesn't work anymore and there's a reason so many agencies are dying (laughs) yeah and it's 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 stupid too like i uh, the same bathurst orange specifically wedding photography is where i can and relate to it is Mm -hmm. it's so for so long it's been this is my work i'm not going to talk to you and interact with you because you're the competition yeah and like reality my theory is and and it started to open up a lot more in orange now which is that's great but my theory behind it is i'm like say you're a wedding photographer and i'm a wedding photographer on wedding season there can be up to 10 weddings in orange every weekend right oh totally like there's no way I can physically shoot 10 weddings myself like unless I have <laughs> 10 people to pay but most people that you could kind of employ would be running their own wedding photography business exactly so I'm like why not rather than be competition that separates yourself from each other be competition that goes hey look I've had an inquiry for this day I'm already booked here you go yeah <laughs> and it, I mean it's networking at the end of the day you're building yeah. your network but you're also like being collaborative I find it's so much more beneficial to everyone yeah. than keeping yeah. to yourself. And, I mean, it's just through, through experience over the years. Yeah. I used to be the same way, especially when it came to guitar. I'm like, oh, this is what I do. Don't look at my pedals. And now I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> let me show you how to do yeah. it. Like, you may not have the same pedal that I have, but yeah. at the same at the end of the day, like, this is how I get that effect that yeah. you can do on yours. Yeah, yeah. And so it's I've become a better player because of that, because A, I'm learning, but B, I'm teaching people. And I don't know, it's just collaboration is... You get more. Everyone gets more out of it mm-hmm. than being selfish ever. Yeah, yeah, has. <laughs> it's so. It's so true. Um, so, like, talk me about living in in New York and working as a creative there. Uh-huh. Um, one thing, obviously, and I, I recorded my first episode of the podcast like six times, <laughs> and, and it started out this conversation. I changed it, but like, New York, obviously, what you see from the big creators like you know Gary Vaynerchuk, Casey Neistat, all those guys, whatever, is like just so the hustle is real like work 24 yeah. blah, 7 blah, blah. having experienced that in New York like actually New York and then also Sydney and then now out in Orange is there a, a huge difference like I, I feel like yeah, definitely. out here in Orange the hustle exists but it's nowhere near as, as hard <laughs> or maybe I'm just in my own mind I'm like yeah hustle and I'm the only one doing it and I, I don't well know. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to offend a lot of people but hey Go for it. I'm just going to be honest. My, um, my so, podcast, I'll take the comments. Go. <laughs> so in New York, you're 100% right. Like it's, it's very, that's the culture. And it, mm-hmm. in a healthy and non-healthy way, like people, so many people get burnt out. But at the same time, how do I put it? There's three types of people yeah. in New York, not including the locals, like born and raised. Um, and unfortunately, they're actually becoming the minority. Yeah, okay. But you got the, f- the first person is, I'm going to New York because it's New York. And they don't have a purpose. They don't have a reason to be there besides the fact that it's New York or I'm going to find something. They, the city will eat you up and spit you out. They don't last yeah, okay. long. The second type of person is, I'm going to New York for a reason. Um, and it, But it's not forever. It's yeah. like, I'm going there. I'm going to do my thing. And you're going to do very well. And then you're going to learn. And then you're going to move on. That's yeah. the person I was even though I'd like to go back. Um, The third type of person is you go to New York for a purpose, for a reason, Mm -hmm. and then you never leave. You're a lifer. And the second type, two type of people, they're very much like, because there's so much going on in New York and there's so many people, you don't care about anything else. Like, we get a bad reputation for like, New Yorkers are rude, this and that. Like, no, everybody looks out for everybody. Yeah. But I have something I have to do, so I'm not going to worry about what you have to do because you're worried about what you have to do, which yeah, sure. is, I think, great, especially coming from a small town in the in the southern part of the U.S. Everybody, yeah. oh, what's what's Nate doing? What's Tom doing? And yeah. it, they, 
Southern hospitality is real, but at the same time, they they want to know what everybody else is doing. And that's not to diss where I come from, because yeah. I'm very proud of where I come from. But sure. in New York, that doesn't exist, because I don't have time to worry about what you're doing, because yeah. I have to do this. I have my career. Yeah. And so, yeah, the hustle is very real, and it's and the unhealthy part of it is people work way too long. And, it, like, you work... I think there were two or three times I was working on a project I didn't go home for like two or three days. Yeah, <laughs> and it you get to a point where you're not really accomplishing anything. So yeah. it's, it's not the fact that you need to work 16 hours a day. It's what are you doing while the, the yeah. time you're awake. Yeah, and yeah. so um, that. Oh, and another thing about New York too is besides the fact that there's way too many people versus how many places there is to live. Yeah, um, there's not as many creative as you would think because everybody is scared of New York everybody's like oh I can't I can't make it in New York there's too yeah. many people so I'm gonna go somewhere else so then you have people who go to Atlanta and it's actually in certain industries harder to get a job in Atlanta or Houston mm-hmm. or you know Austin or something like that because everybody thinks that they're they can't make it in New York or San Francisco yeah. or something go somewhere else and yes yeah, so they go somewhere else but the fact is there's so much more opportunity and you're probably better than you think you are yeah or you're worse than you think you are <laughs> in some cases yeah, yeah. like <laughs> look at American Idol but um <laughs> oh I love that shit so good. <laughs> but yeah so it's like you don't sell yourself short yeah because you think there's other people who are really good and then at the end of the day they're worried about their career yeah and you'll find that if if you come across them yeah. a lot of them will help you out once you get to know them like yeah you can't don't email people can I pick your brain yeah that's stupid and it doesn't work um, hey, we're like, that's why we're doing this podcast right <laughs> yeah but we're, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not getting emails yeah, yeah. Um, it's very much like you need to there's got to be an exchange like let me offer you value and then yeah, I'll get value sure. back yeah. but if you become friends with somebody like they will help you out especially co- yeah. co-workers I've had the best advice and like bosses like I've learned so much um, shout out John Lima who's probably never going to hear this podcast <laughs> well, but uh, if you share it with him then yeah true <laughs> but um, yeah so people are scared but like just go for it yeah that's, that's my advice section then you get Sydney it exists but I in a horrible way so yeah. I've had so many people and coming from like oh you're from New York we're like the New York of Australia I'm like no you're not <laughs> no <laughs> now, it might be where I was at in Sydney I yeah. was in, in South Sydney um but it's, everyone is busy to be busy. Yeah. There's no purpose behind it. Like, oh, I got to go a thousand miles an hour and I got to yeah. do this and I got to do that. It's like, why? Mm. You're going to work like everyone else yeah. to do the same thing. It's like, you're not, they think they have to. And it's, I think, because they want to be like New York, but it's yeah. like the wrong side of New York. New York yeah. is New York because of the diversity and the culture and because there's actual purpose behind everybody being yeah. like hustling it's not I'm hustling for hustling's sake yeah. and I feel like that happened in Sydney at least from my perspective now there are people who are hustling and they're doing it right yeah, don't sure. get me wrong and there's people who are doing it wrong in New York as well yeah. but I feel like that aspect is very they're doing it because they want to be something else I'm like nobody sure. else will ever be New York yeah. like no one will ever be New York in Australia Melbourne's probably the closest thing but it's because yeah. of Culture, the culture. Yeah. It's not the hustle. The hustle doesn't make New York. Like, yeah, I think if, if you like combine like Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane into one city, maybe you get closer cool. for yeah, sure. Yeah, you get closer. You've got, yeah, Melbourne has a lot of the color. I love. I um, throw Perth in there because there's a, a lot of actually, yeah, develop like apps, development shops, and stuff like that. In a Perth lot of people that are, underrate Perth. Hey, 
So. I've never been. I've got friends who live there, and I would love to go. But there's so many app shops coming out of Perth that yeah, okay. are being featured on WWDC. And I'm going, oh, yeah. wow. And then I would say Melbourne and, and Perth specifically are very yeah more tech hubs yeah, okay. than Sydney is. Now, Sydney has like Atlassian and, yeah. and other companies. And uh, I know Salesforce is there. And um, my buddy of mine works at the company. I can't even think of it. App Nexus, that's it. So, like, there are companies like that, but it's more business and finance yeah. than anything. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's part of the reason, too. It's like, oh, Wall Street, Sydney's got, no, it's yeah. like, so, yeah. and then coming to Orange. Orange. It, do I say that funny? <laughs> Orange. It's the accent, man. So, I was interviewing uh, Eric, the first guest I had, was like, I was like, yeah, man, wicked. Like, this is going to be cool. He's like, wicked? Like, what's that? I'm like, yeah, like, cool. He's like, we don't say that over here. I'm like, no, they oh. do in, in like Boston. And yeah, okay. So maybe not Chicago. <laughs> no, not Chicago. That's yeah. northeast. Like that's New England. Um, <laughs> Sorry, coming to Orange. Orange. Coming to Orange, I can see. So it, it reminds me of. First off, it's just refreshing to be in a small town again. Yeah, and that's coming from a guy who, like, my first job out of school was I was the media director for my uncle's church in a very small town, and I hated it. Yeah, not because like just because I moved from like I was in school in Orlando which is relatively big city and then like I just wanted the city vibe and I was very much like a city guy at the time even though I came from a small town but it's like so I guess if my family hears this they're like oh wow Nate lives in a small town he loves it that's weird (laughs) because I was very much like once I hit New York that was it I was never leaving yeah until I met my wife and (laughs) yeah and life happened but um I don't know so it's it's nice to slow down a bit yeah, for sure. But it gives me more time to focus on what I need to do, yeah. if that makes sense. So I'm not, yeah. it's not like in Sydney where everybody's just rushing to do this and rushing to do that. Yeah. And you run yeah, out of time, you don't do anything. And you've got the time to experiment and do what exactly. you want. Like I, so I, I do a lot of work in Sydney, obviously, and shot a job the other day. And it was so weird because it was... Was that the go-kart one? Yeah, yeah. I was so, so jealous of watching dude, that on Instagram. it's fun. I love it every year. Basically, I just get to go and hang out. And it's like... I just want to ride the go-karts. The, the people they get in are, are basically their uh, top contributors to car sales online and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and so it was weird because I got to see people that I went to university with. And it was weird because I had just disappeared and dropped out this dude was like yo what happened to you man like did you, we thought you died we thought you got kicked out like what happened and I was like no I just stepped out to run business blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but it's so funny like talking to him and just seeing and because I've questioned for ages I'm like I could easily go to Sydney and make it in Sydney in any kind of field that I wanted to really yeah I mean you could New York yeah in, yeah Atlanta, and I could do that city. and I, I say and Atlanta, Atlanta a lot so I used to live there as well yeah <laughs> and I had this conversation with him and I was he was like yeah so what are you doing I'm like oh man like I just got back from a wedding overseas working over there and then running my business out here and living like and whatever like explain this life and I'm like what about you and he's like yeah I work till 10 and then pay 600 bucks a week in rent and it's like a tiny one bedroom and exactly and that's it and I'm like dude like and as much as as much as I still appreciate that, like obviously studying advertising, I get that side of the industry and it is full on. Yeah. But it kind of made me just go, man, I'm so glad I didn't do that. Like, yeah. And I'll finish my degree and whatever, but I was just kind of like, man, I don't, the fact that I can work the hours I want, but also at the same time experiment with new stuff, like try releasing a podcast, try exactly. different things. Like if I was working in Sydney, I wouldn't have that time. And I think most people don't get that. Like when I lived in New York, rent's expensive and 
but I was making good money, but most of that went to rent. And so people are like, oh, you made it in New York. In my head, I'm going, I live in a crappy shoebox. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't make it. Yeah, if you take my salary and put me in a smaller town, I'd be living the... Oh, the, yeah. La- uh, <laughs> lavishly <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> Sorry. Lavishly relaxing. Inside joke with myself. Um, <laughs> living lavish. But... Um, but that's where like the hustle and the drive came in because yeah. I knew what I wanted, and the co-founder of the company I was working at at the time, like I got to see his place, yeah. and he was ten years older than me, so I'm like I give myself ten years to get to that point. And sure, I still got time, so I'm still working on it. Let's see, I've got four years left. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it's like I made it to some people's standards, but those standards are very much. You go to school, you do yeah. well, you get into university, you do well, you get a job yeah. that you most likely hate, you Bro, get that house with like, white picket fence, and it's like, no. 100% the success film I put out the other way. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's a perspective thing. And I, I hate it, and I've always, since I can remember, fought against that, I've always marched to the beat of my own drum, and yeah. if everybody's doing one thing, I'm going to do the opposite just because everybody's doing it, I yeah. don't want to be like them. Like, that was my mindset as a, as a kid, now I'm like, I don't want to be the sheeple. But... <laughs> Yeah. Um, hashtag woke. <laughs> Completely joking on that part. But um, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, no, no. But I see so many people and they're like, oh man, you moved to Australia, like you got married, had a kid, and you're yeah. you work remotely because most of my work is coming from the states right now. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. And like they're so impressed. I'm like, and you made it. And I was like, no, I didn't. I'm still yeah. working towards that. Like it's a journey. But you could, if I could do it, out of all people, mm. you could do it. And they're like, no, I can never do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah you can. It's just it's hard you're holding yourself back. Yeah. It's the same thing when I was talking about people being scared of going to New York or San Francisco. It's like, no, you can. Well, if you go to San Francisco, I hope you get a really good job because rent is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, Take you could do it. You just, you're stopping yourself. So don't yeah. stop yourself. And I choose to, yeah, sometimes I get jobs where I don't get paid for three, three weeks past when I'm supposed to get paid. Yeah. And you know, for that month, I'm struggling. But yeah. at the end of the day, I get to watch my little girl grow up, like, every second. Yeah. I don't... So she's, what, a year and a half now? Almost a year and a half? And nothing wrong with going to work nine, nine to five. Yeah. But, and that's what my dad did, and he provided a great life for us. But it, I saw him on, on weekends and yeah. nights until I got older. And he sacrificed and missed out on a lot of stuff that yeah. me and my little brother did. To provide for us, which is very honorable, very noble. But at the same time, my perspective is I don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. I want to experience that. And so, thank God for the internet, I can use that to my advantage to make that life for myself. Because, let's be honest, when our parents were, I don't know how it was in Australia, but in the States, you graduate university, you get a job, and you stay there for 40 years. And then you retire, and you've got your pension, and like you're set up for life. That doesn't exist anymore. Like There's no such thing as job security. It's a myth that is hanging around from generations past. Like I've seen seen through so many mass layoffs where I had job security. I was doing air quotes there for everyone listening. And people are like, why don't you do, like, why are you freelance? Why don't you just go get a job? Like, well, if push comes to shove and I get no more work, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But why? There's no job security. Yeah. I can get fired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think that standard cushion that people used to have yeah. exists anymore. And I think people hold on to that because people get romantic yeah. with the good old days. Like, and it's, that's not the world yeah. we live in. People, sorry, I'm interrupting. No, you're right. I was, <laughs> like, I look at my daughter and she's a year and a half old and she can FaceTime you. Yeah. I don't know how she knows how to unlock the phone because 
my wife and I have passwords and like the fingerprints yeah. and stuff. But the other day, she calls her grandma, and we thought, my, I thought my wife was talking to her mom on the phone, and she thought I was talking to my mom on the phone. It's like, no, like <laughs> my daughter has the phone to her ear, yeah. going ah da 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 da, and then you <laughs> hear awesome. my mother-in-law going hello. <laughs> so yeah. it's like that's but that's the world we live in. Like, yeah, I want to limit screen time for Brooklyn just so like she can have those like normal everyday conversations yeah. and know how to do small talk and interact socially. But yeah. at the end of the day. The world she's going to be in yeah. is digital. Like yeah. VR is going to be a massive thing. AR is going to be like the norm. It's just going to be the standard. Yeah. yeah. And so if I don't set her up for that now, just yeah. because it wasn't what I had when I was growing up, yeah, I'm sitting here in failure, and I can't do that. Yeah. In good conscience. Because so. they they literally like you know how they have the, the age brackets for like you know 18 and 25s do this and 35 yeah. class and whatever. They literally last year I remember they they lowered the age bracket for technology use for kids to oh wow so the average ages for the young kids now instead of starting at two starts at one jeez oh, it's, and it's just because like I believe not, it though. not even just iPhones like the fact that we're teaching kids to play games designed for kids safe games for kids on an iPad in a protective kid case like exactly that's just the world we're living like well my daughter was four months old and she could open up an iPad she yeah. knew to swipe and she knew to hit buttons yeah it's so it's funny crazy. and we're, we're at this point now where just like everything's so different yeah like I remember in school just my year was stupid we just fought all the time like it was dumb (laughs) and it was just the dumbest and I just like I apologise to my teachers but like I remember going home because we we wouldn't play for like a week we were just all fighting Mm -hmm. and the teacher was like go home talk to your parents and figure out a way to come and, and play as friends so I went home and talked to my parents and was like, hey, what did you do? First, I talked to my, grandpa- my grandfather and he was like, back in my day, we just threw rocks at each other. <laughs> I'm you like, throw a punch, yes. Knock <laughs> them out and then you become best friends. I'm like, this is the way. I'm going to come to school and throw rocks at people. And But just even then, different things. Like mum and dad were like, well, yeah, this is what we used to do, but you know, you don't have marbles anymore. Like kids don't play with marbles exactly. or whatever. Like everything just changes so dramatically that we've just got to adapt with that. And I think people just humanity fights change like mm-hmm. it's just how you can see it every day it's how oh, it works but I hear people like oh yeah the world has changed and it's like no the world's already changed catch up yeah <laughs> like oh yeah I'm intentionally raising my daughter a certain way and I mean history will tell if I'm right <laughs> or wrong but yeah the world has changed and I have been able to see that in certain areas and like mm-hmm. if I don't set her up for that I'm setting her up for failure and I can't yeah. do that you know it's like you can't just go out and <laughs> When I was in high school, my freshman year, so year, year nine, mm. um, if you got in a fight in gym class, they would put boxing gloves on you and put you in a ring, and you had to go for 10 rounds. Now, the boxing gloves were probably about like three kilos, so when you're like <laughs> a scrawny freshman, like after a half a round, you can yeah. lift your arms up, and sometimes, like, it deterred the fight, but then you were always friends after that, but like, mm. it doesn't exist anymore. Now, there's, yeah, people just go online and attack you, and how many, yeah. how much has the suicide rate increased because of yeah. that? And, so you just and it's and I think part of that is is because of the anonymity exactly like if I was to look you in the eye and say you're a dickhead that's one thing but if I can hide behind a Facebook profile or a fake account or whatever exactly it's completely different the the filter of saying you're a dickhead and saying something worse is just like go right, on. how many people get death threats for stupid things oh 100% like yeah. somebody says oh you know what I personally don't like X. And yeah. then they get death threats from it. I'm like, where has the world gone where you have to demonize and dehumanize somebody because they don't agree with you? Like, yeah. Diversity is such a, especially diversity of thought, is such a beautiful mm. thing. But 
I don't know. I love the internet, and I make a living off the internet. But it ex- people say it brings out the worst, but I was like, no, yeah. I think it, ex- it exposes what's already there. Yeah. Like, if I have the thought of a death threat, mm-hmm. it's because it's already inside of my head. Like, yeah. the anonymity. Anonymity? That word. <laughs> I um, used to struggle with that. I've, I said that like 50 times until I could say it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those Anonymity. <laughs> Was finding me yeah, finding out. I live in right, right. Don't hurt yourself. Um, but yeah, it's like that exposes what's already there. Well, you're Superman, Tom. We nearly just got attacked by one of my couple's photos. It's a it's a great photo. Thanks. It's really funny because it looks like this guy used to go to church with named Carl. That is who's Carl. a great. Is it really? No. Oh. <laughs> Don't look at I was like, well, I know it's not Carl, but like great yeah. drummer. But it looks just like Carl. So Carl, if you're listening. You're, is, you're on this is really wall. weird because he is a drummer as well is he really yeah so him and I used to grow up in church and started playing drums together and so I was like when you're like he's a drummer I'm like maybe it's just a drummer look maybe, well called bald now so which I'm no. pretty sure is by choice I don't know. <laughs> who knows um, so yeah like growing up in in the world and changing the world it's and, and one thing I kind of want to you said it ages ago and I'm just kind of like coming back to it a little bit circle back um, shoo, is you know people like you're saying people look at you and go oh man you moved to Australia you, you know you do this you live this way you've made it um, is, is it's just a huge perspective thing totally um, and I think it's funny because people and people look at people, yeah people would look at people like Elon Musk and, and Bill Gates and those guys and whatever and go oh man they're so rich they were always rich but if you think about it there was a time where <laughs> There's a time where Steve Jobs was in his garage making Macintosh computers. Like, yeah. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. In his parents' garage. Like, everyone gets to a point, I think, particularly if you're in that entrepreneur, innovative, creative space, everyone starts at that. Yeah, point. I mean, if you look at Casey, uh, nice tat. Yeah. He started with no subscribers. 100%. Yeah. Like, he was putting out films because he wanted to put out films. And that love and passion got him his HBO special yeah which gave him more resources to do more of what he wanted to do and he just got better and better because he did it every day yeah day in day out whether he wanted to or not and Bill Gates wasn't always an amazing programmer he broke into his university's coding lab so he could go practice and he could because he loved what he was doing Elon Musk loved solving his problems but he there was a time where his company almost went bankrupt and yeah. he had to merge with another company that yeah. that is now PayPal like yeah. if it, and he like yeah he's got a lot of money but he's put all of his money into these companies yeah. and he's great at what he does and he's a great businessman which is able to get his money back but it's yeah it's so like people are like they just look at the the quote unquote made it part or yeah. what they see now, but they don't look at the years it oh, took yeah. to get to that point. Which is why I say like I lived in New York and now I'm living overseas. And I'm like, oh, you made it? No, yeah, I'm still on my way. I've, I've made it to a point. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. made it to this moment in time, but I'm still going, and yeah. I don't I don't romanticize that. Yeah, yeah. Do I want to be as rich as Elon Musk? Yes, but I'm not Elon Musk. Yeah, no one will ever be him again. No. Like he's him. Can't be done again. Like, yeah. LeBron James is LeBron James, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, stop comparing them. <laughs> like, I know I'm going to piss off a lot of people there too, but like, stop comparing them because they're completely different. Yeah. 100%. They're both amazing, yeah. incredible athletes, but they're different people. They're yeah. doing different things. And the game is completely different from yeah. what it was back in Jordan's day. Yeah. And 
like I remember watching Jordan growing up, and I remember watching. Well, remember of course because he's still playing. But like, I can watch LeBron now, and they don't even yeah. like they're doing different things. And so it's it's even though it's you know the same sport, and so you can't can say oh well he's made it he's made it yeah. no it's like he's made it to that point in his trajectory. Now yeah. I've made it to this point in mine, and you can do it too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like and, you, it, and it comes down to the choices you make. You think like I remember exactly. talking to someone, and he's like oh man like. I just want to be rich and own a Ferrari. And he's like, as soon as I can afford a Ferrari, I'm going to buy a Ferrari. And then I'll be like, Elon Musk or whatever. And I'm like, dude, think about it. Like, <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk, Musk flipped his. Yeah, I was like, he's, <laughs> he doesn't drive a Ferrari or whatever he drives now. Like, Tesla. Yeah, Come on, Tom. Tesla. I'm sorry. I'm not that up to beat with him. But he doesn't do that now because as soon as he had 200 grand, he bought a Ferrari. Like, as soon as he had 200 grand, he was like, I'm going to do something smart with that. Exactly. And put that away. Well, that's why if you look at people who win the lottery. Like, yeah. I don't know of a lot of rich people who play the lottery. No. It's a lot of people who don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Throw myself in there because I've played the lottery recently. <laughs> but it's people who win the lottery, especially in America. I don't really know yeah. how it is here. Most of them go bankrupt. Oh, 100% because and, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and you're not smart with it. Oh. And it's like, oh, I've made it. And then once you get there, you're like, oh, well, now what? And yeah. You, you feel empty just as much as you did beforehand, but yeah. the difference is you have more resources, so you buy things, and then yeah. you realize, like, material possessions don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in, I don't know, it's like, like you were saying, you want to buy, my uncle is, is a very amazing doctor and pastor, and he wanted that red Stingray Corvette. Yeah. I remember him telling me this. And that was, like, he had it on his wall. Like, he wanted the vet, and that was his dream, and that was his made it. But mm-hmm. once he got to that point where he had worked through med school, he had become a, a very successful and very, like, known in his industry doctor and pastor. Like, he was also a pastor. He said, you know what? I don't actually want that anymore. Because yeah. his perspective changed. Because yeah. that was, he, he still had how many, I don't know, he's still going, so, and he's still really young. He's in mid 40s but like he still got plenty of time left so he's yeah. like I haven't made it like there's still so much more to yeah. do and he took that money and he's invested it into other things he actually his best friend was a pastor died mm-hmm. suddenly in his sleep he took a lot of his own money invested into that church and helped that church survive yeah. and to me that's probably a way better investment than a Corvette it's yeah. as cool as a Corvette would be <laughs> oh yeah so it's like yeah I think I think made it is this thing that it doesn't exist yeah it doesn't exist people, people put it there to reach for it but you've you've never made it because yeah. no matter what you do if, if making it is buying that Corvette once you buy that Corvette you, then what? there's the next make it which is something else you want to reach for yeah cool cool things stop being cool after you yeah. get familiar with them yeah like it's th- take away the Corvette or the Ferrari is like I want a Tesla that's like yeah. my, my dream car right now and I'm working towards that and like I've used that as motivation and a goal but once I get the Tesla then what yeah like so What's and next? I, I understand that so that's not my end game. No. It's a stepping stone to the yeah. end game. And the end game is legacy. Like, what am I going to leave yeah. behind for my kids? What am I going to leave behind when I'm gone? Yeah. Like, are you going to leave a Corvette? Or you can- yeah. <laughs> like, how many how many people are going to come to my funeral? Like, yeah. did, I work, did I work my ass off my whole life to buy a Tesla? Yeah. And then my wife and my daughter come to my funeral, if I'm lucky. In the or, Tesla. <laughs> yeah, in the Tesla. Or, like, do I have standing room only? When, yeah. Because I've made an impact in people's lives. Yeah. And to me, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's not, I could do cool stuff all day long and no one's going to care because I do one bad thing and yeah. all the cool stuff I've done goes out the window. Yeah. And I just think so many people, their perspective is wrong and they hold on to the, the making it and the overnight yeah. successes. It's like, but that is so, it goes away. Yeah. 
is quicker than it actually oh, came out. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things I've ever heard is, I don't know if you ever watched the documentary Make by Musicbet? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Oh, it's like my favorite film. Yeah, yeah, same. It's my favorite film. And, and watch I love, it again. <laughs> I love, I, I watch it like on a monthly basis. I, <laughs> anyone that works for me under my photography business, I make watch it. Nice. Like, you need to watch this to understand it. And um, I think it's Aaron Draplin in it from Draplin Design Co. Mm-hmm. And he says, he's like, he says to the camera guys and whatever, he's like, you know, thanks for coming, but it's not about this. It's not about making it or being successful. He's like, if no one showed up, he's like, and pardon my language, he's like, I'd still be making cool shit with my buddies. Exactly. Like, he's like, it wasn't about making it, it was getting away with getting paid to do cool stuff. Exactly. And that's that's my whole game right yeah. now. It's like, people are like, oh, you made it, you work from home. You, like, okay, well, that can get lonely. Sometimes I wish I had an office and, yeah. and co-worker. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I do get to hang out with my wife and my daughter, which yeah. is huge. I do, like, if you call me up and say, hey, when you have, or you text me, do you want to come have a coffee? Yeah. I can drop what I'm doing and go have a coffee yeah. and then come back to work. And you can't always do that in an office, but I'm finding ways to pay for that lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not going after the, like yeah. those jobs because yeah. it's, I want to make cool shit with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if, if sometimes you're living life, it's comfortable because you're making money, you're doing lots of work. You're like, this is comfortable. Other weeks you're like, okay, this is tight, but yeah. it's all right. But but you make that. That's part of. I can't tell you how many times I paid rent late. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, and, that, and that's part of the compromise of you know you you have the choice to work nine to five and hate it and be comfortable and afford the house, or you have the choice to be slightly uncomfortable sometimes and yeah. do what you love. Well, if I would have kept up with what society says is success, I would have owned a house and I'd be having a nice car and yeah. have a pool and I would absolutely hate my life. Yeah, and you don't want to pull an orange. Trust me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Too damn cold. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I love it, though. I woke up this morning and there was frost everywhere to look. And everything was white and I thought it snowed. And then I got really excited. And then I realized it was frost yeah. and I got really sad. But you wouldn't want to jump in a pool in that. No, you go in the summer. <laughs> we have like two months of summer. Pull the plunge. You haven't been here for summer yet. No, I haven't. Summer's <laughs> like, orange is literally like two months of summer and that's it. It's so like I, to gold. I picked the right place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you like the gold, yeah. But I went to I went to five universities. Yeah. In fact. Because I didn't know what the hell I want to do with my life. Yeah. I still don't. I just cool. found something I'm doing and I love it. And yeah. like, I'll use my dad as an example. My dad worked for the railroad for 30 something years. Yeah, wow. Okay? He beat cancer, thank God. And he, he that made him retire early and realize, like, I really don't want to do this yeah. for in many more years. And then he found tennis and he's healthier than I've ever seen. And he's always been healthy, but he's yeah. healthier than I've ever seen him. He's like, traveling and he's the number one tennis player in his age bracket in Alabama mm-hmm. and he's found that thing that he's in love with yeah. and that he's obsessed with and like we went to visit him and I think he spent more time practicing tennis than he did with me which yeah. is which is awesome because he's found his his groove and I think if you want to live the lifestyle of moving and making it in New York and over overseas yeah. or wherever it's you have to find your tennis you have to say, what do I wake up every day mm-hmm. that I love doing and I would do it for free? Yeah. Because when you do that, you win. And there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. You you lose a match, you win a match, you know? Yeah. But once you find that and you're just making cool shit, whether you get paid or not, that's when yeah. the money will come. 100%. You can't yeah. chase money. You have to chase your passion. Yeah. Or not even passion. You have to chase... What you love. What you love. And like... 
and that could change too. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. Like, you don't yeah. have to stay in the same industry. Like, 100%. I some months I do nothing but web work. Some months I do nothing but app development. Some months yeah. I do nothing but design. Some months I don't really have a lot of work, so I build more tables than I work. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? You do different stuff. Yeah, yeah, but like I love creating, and that's my tennis. Yeah. So it's not like it's awesome. one. It's like you love photography, but at the end of the day, like I think it's more than that. It's you yeah. love creating those moments, like this yeah. picture. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that matters more than 100%. clicking a shutter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it's it. And people can anyone can take a photo these days, but yeah, it comes down to the way you work it, and that's just purely based on who you are. Like, exactly. I, I could set the exact same couple up and shoot with another photographer, like one of my best mates, and we would get wildly different photos because we both see everything differently. Exactly. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love photography. Yeah. Because it, it really illustrates life. It's your perspective. Yeah. In my perspective, we're pretty similar in this arena, but <laughs> like in somebody else's perspective saying, yeah. oh, you've made it. Like, no, we're looking at the same couple. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. You're you're standing three feet away from me, so your lighting's different than mine. Yeah, yeah, and so, people just people just don't see things the same. Exactly, it's different, and it, I love that. Yeah, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, step closer yeah. this way. Oh, yeah, so I've, <laughs> I've had couples that I'm like, I'm like, stand there, and they're like, why? Like, I like there was literally one. So I was shooting a wedding in a church, went to go to the bathroom, and on the way to the bathroom, I saw this wicked window light in this dark hall, like just kind of basically like the cover of like Kendrick Lamar like that yeah. beam of light and I was like ah oh, damn I, I, didn't even, I didn't even go to the bathroom like I ran back and got there and was so excited and they're like why are we standing here this is just a dirty hall outside the bathroom and I was like just wait yeah. took the photo showed them they were like damn they're yeah. like, how did you see that I'm like, it's just different people are just wired different ways someone could have seen the exact same light taking a wildly different photo because they see it differently to what I do like it's and other photographers probably could have missed that too yeah 100% yeah so, people like, don't look out for certain things and, and that, that fitted my style and so they might not have looked for it so. yeah, and, and that just made me think of this like always be looking for opportunities but you don't have to always be searching for opportunities mm. like opportunities don't come cool. yeah. always as a beam of light shining through a window <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes you, you notice them because uh, they come like they, they come in many different shapes sizes and forms yeah so always keep your eye open to yeah. them but don't always go looking for them because yeah. I find if you go looking for them, you're not going to find what you're wanting. Yeah. But if you work, you know, put your hand in the plow and go do stuff. But look up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you look up, that's when you see those opportunities, yeah, and it's, it's and it's in the process of yeah. doing. So it's not in the process of sitting on my couch waiting yeah, for somebody yeah, to call yeah. me because it, it's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly, hundred um, percent. And like, and so on that, like, you, you do web design, app design. A whole bunch of things. Yeah. What What's one thing that, I guess throughout your life and your career that you would say has distinguished you above other people or set you aside? Not even Not even just success wise, but what's one way you approach things differently? Or so I was raised to be well rounded. Yeah. Um, which is why I guess you could say I'm a master of none and jack of all trades. Um, so because of that, in a society that has yeah. told me like I need to focus on one thing, I just can't. I can my perspective has, has changed. So I'll use an example of when I was working in New York. I was a designer, mm-hmm. or excuse me, I was a developer, and I sat next to a different designer that I work with all the time. I could communicate with him better because I have design experience. I could speak the same language, yeah. and I can see things from a design perspective, not a coding perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see things through both, but and he appreciated that more because I could come to him and communicate with him the way he communicates yeah and I can understand that and then I could go to another developer and communicate like with code and yeah. so 
I think that has been one thing is the multidisciplinary aspect that I can do or that has set me apart is because I can communicate in your natural language with you, yeah, whatever you, sure. you're doing. Um, and through that, actually, I was able, because I can communicate with designers and developers, I understood our platform that we were building. And so that actually got me invited to meetings with clients. And I've got to meet like big time executives of Apple that you see on stages. Yeah. Cool. Um, and different, like on Wall Street, like big, huge names on Wall Street and stuff. And, and I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm saying that because of my ability to communicate differently and to see the different things, not just from one angle. I could see multi-angles. Yeah. Um, that got me invited to do more. And before I left that company in New York, I was actually, my title was product evangelist. Yeah. Even though I was still developing, I got to travel and I got to speak at conferences and I got to, to build things at the same time. So it's like, it was a more fun journey to me than yeah. just sitting behind my computer writing code all day. Yeah. Which is, I love to do, but it gets boring after a while. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, like being well-rounded, so thanks mom, um, <laughs> has enabled me to do things I otherwise never in a million years would have had a shot at doing. Yeah, yeah. So, and now I actually take pride in it. When yeah, that's awesome. There was a time where I was like, oh man, why can't I just focus on one thing? Yeah. I would try so hard and I could never. Because yeah. that stuff, and that stuff shapes you to who you are and yeah. the career you, you, you're going to have and you currently have and whatever, like it all works around yeah. from that. Like people's experiences shape the way they live. Totally. 100%. I think it's blood into other things too. Like the way I raised my daughter, like being a guitar player. Like I yeah. do things slightly different. I play guitar slightly different than somebody who's just going to stand there and like chug yeah. away or just play For riffs sure. all day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like it's shaped a lot of things and coming out on, on the older side of things that when I was younger, like I can appreciate it more and see like, mm. oh wow. Yeah. That, that's why my mom's are there. Like it yeah. makes sense. So like, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the one thing. I love it. That's good. So if you need any work, let me know. I can do multiple things. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we're, we're at the like 50 minute mark, so I'm going to wrap it up. All right. It goes super fast. Um, yeah, it does. But yeah, where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. Where, Llama Kid. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> so, Why Llama Kid? So when I was in school, um, the fifth one, the fi- one I finally found stuff I like to do, uh, we were trying to make websites for ourselves and everything with my name was taken. Every domain name really? that I wanted was taken. I was like, ah, I gotta be memorable. And all the designers I love, like at the time, well, still do, but like Chuck Anderson is no pattern. Um, Gavin Strange is Jam Factory. So they had that, wasn't their name, yeah. but it was that thing that they worked under kind of yeah. almost that, like an that alias. personal brand. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was like, ah, I like llamas. <laughs> Llama Kid. You can remember that, right? So I just asked probably 12 people in class, like, hey, how's Llama Kid sound? Is that memorable? They're like, yeah, I like it. They were <laughs> all awesome. probably being facetious, but... <laughs> yeah. So I bought it. LlamaKid.com is available. So I bought it, and <laughs> that was what? It's uh, so funny. 12, 13 years ago now? Yeah. <laughs> so and now I'm at the point where I'd like to get back to my name. Yeah. But I'm too into it, and so I just own it. And that's funny, because so many people, like, I did the same thing. Like, I started my... Originally, when I started my photography business, I and it was so bad. Like I remember just redoing my website once and was like, "I need to redo mine." I had I had, <laughs> I had no focus, so like it literally said on my website, "Like yeah, if you want wedding photos or just photos of your dog, let me know." And I'm like, "We're going back and editing and going. Why did I put that? You're such an idiot." But same thing, like I put I put everything I did under the brand of Light City Creative, and now I'm at a point where I'm I feel like, particularly visually on on Instagram and stuff, because it's so important to have like a 
uh, well-constructed feed as a photographer oh, and I just found important. it was super complicated like people would be like oh he's got wedding photo wedding photo wedding photo a travel photo like what's up like what's what's going on it's different so for me I've just taken that that almost opposite way like I started the personal the, the business brand and now I'm working on Tom DeWire as the brand but I think that works like for photography especially though because you have the business brand which mm. is mainly wedding photography yeah. and event yeah. photography and you show all that but then yeah. You're not limiting yourself with your personal brand. No, like you no. can do, you can show Anything. all of it. So, yeah. and I guess for me, like I've made the Lama Kid brand have a bunch of things in there. Like yeah. if you look at my bio on Instagram, it'd be like husband, father, creator, builder of things. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's vague, but at the same time, it tells you exactly what I do. Yeah. So yeah. like yeah. I just make digital yeah. experiences and now physical yeah. ones with tables. Yeah. So exactly. if you live in Central West and you need a table, yeah. <laughs> Farm style. Brooklyn and K. Um, but yeah, so. At Lama Kid for Instagram, for Twitter. Yeah. Um, trying to go through all my channels off the top of my head. Vine. <laughs> it R- was on Vine for R-I-P, a while. RIP Vine. Um, IGTV. Uh, my website, Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Instagram.com. Yeah, no, I wish. <laughs> Damn, you're massive, man. You're LamaKid.com. <laughs> and then, but I do also have like some of the personal stuff, like Facebook is my yeah, name. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. LinkedIn is my name, so. So don't add Nate on Facebook. That's, it might be a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might not accept it. I might, you never know. Who knows? Ooh. Let's find out. But uh, I don't know what that little noise was. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Dink it. And drink it. And drink it.